0: It's time for the Sharks Morning Skate with all the latest on San Jose Sharks hockey. Here are your hosts, Dan Rusanowski and Drew Ramenda. Back-to-back hockey at SAP Center at San Jose. This is the Morning Skate. Tonight, the Sharks play the Chicago Blackhawks. Drew, first of all, last night was a very interesting game because the Sharks once again proved that they can skate with good teams. But they also proved... It has to go just about perfectly in order for them to win.
1: Well, I think also the other thing that we look at from last night's game is the top guys have to perform at a top level. They're not going to be the best players on the ice every night, but they've got to perform at top levels more nice than not. And so far, to be honest, the first three games, they haven't really done that. The uh, supporting cast has been terrific i really can't complain they've they understand their roles they play hard they get their feet moving but the top guys yesterday and uh, a little bit today david quinn mentioned it from last night's post-game um presser that um the power play which is top guys really took the the wind out of the sails of the sharks yep they can skate with them but i want to see more from the top guys um but other than the, the other guys james reimer was great the supporting cast terrific but your best players need to at least aspire to be the best
0: every night. When that happens from a coaching perspective, how frustrating does that get? What do you do to change it?
1: Well, it's, you, you have to have those, well, you and I talk about it all the time, those hard conversations. You know, if I was David Quinn, um, I, I wouldn't bother showing video. You would show maybe a little bit of video if you're Brian Weissman who runs a power play and, and about some execution points, but I would have a little conversation with Tomasz Hurdle with Logan Couture, with Timo Meyer, with um, Eric Carlson. I would have a little conversation with them. Maybe one of, I'd probably do it one at a time. It would be a casual thing, but it would be a sit-down. It would be honest say, hey, listen, I need more from you. We need more from you if we're going to be successful.
0: The other part of your job was to tell the players how many minutes the video was, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, that was, it. that was it. That was the thing. That was The funniest thing was is that they, they started just asking. They'd walk in and go, how long? How long?
0: I thought one of the real cool stories last night was the Svechnikov brother act. Uh, Yevgeny didn't play a lot of ice in the game last night. He only played 5.59, and he had that one shot on goal, which was a brilliant shot that got by Antti Uranto for the only goal the Sharks scored. A key moment was when the Sharks lost the puck in the neutral zone, and it seemed like everything was going to be just fine. It wasn't going to be a big deal, but Carolina is so good at turning that around.
1: Yeah, uh, that was the moment of the game that changed everything. Because Carolina had played um, very well, but James Reimer had shut the door. The second period was all Carolina. But with 40, 50-some seconds left, Kevin LeBanc gets the puck strip from him. And that was one of the aspects we talked about yesterday. It has to be cured today. And um, then Sveshkov makes a nice play on it. And the goal was a terrific finish.
0: I thought that Brent Burns's response uh, to the ovation that he got was really wonderful to see. A little odd seeing him in that uniform, and odd seeing him again in number eight, which he used to wear in Minnesota. But Nature's wears number 88, and Pavelski wore eight in San Jose. That's why the number kept changing for him. But uh, it was really good with the way the Sharks handled that to do it right at the top of the game instead of even at the first whistle. I thought that that was better. They probably talked to the Hurricanes about it, but. Uh, Great crowd, 17,562 set-out crowd for this game, and they saw an entertaining night, but how does that translate into tonight against Chicago? Well,
1: that's the trick in, in hockey, isn't it? Can you string games together and keep your win go, winning going, or uh, can you rebound and be resilient and bounce back from a game that's disappointing? So far, we saw effort from the Sharks, a-plus effort from the Sharks in two, of the last, in two of the first three games. Execution has been lacking. So the idea is now, can you change that? That's why you have to go back and have those conversations with your top guys because they've got to lead the way. So the bounce back today will be against a team that's not nearly as good as the Carolina Hurricanes and not nearly as good as the Nashville Predators, but they're a team that is coached by Luke Richardson, strong coach, uh, gets his first-time job. They're a team in a complete rebuild with the exception of Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves,
0: and, and, and they might not even be here at the end of the season. Yeah, at least one of them.
1: Yeah, yeah, and and Patrick Kane is the to me the, the best American player of all time. He is also one of the few guys I would pay to watch come play. Like one, if you're asking how many guys would you pay to just go see one guy, Patrick Kane is one of those guys. Uh, terrific player, student of the game. So they're against a team that is they should match up well against, and they should be able to win this hockey game. But, again, it's should and, and do are two different things. The, the transfer is for the fans. They saw a terrific game yesterday. They saw a really energetic and really fun game and a game that went right down to the wire. So hopefully that brings them back.
0: Well, they're, they're proving that they're a fun team to watch. There's no doubt about that. But I want to get back to this discussion with the coaches. That's going to happen and it has to happen. And I'm thinking about several different scenarios. One, you mentioned you pull aside the, the big guys. That's your thought. When do you just address the whole team?
1: So a lot of, a lot of that's you don't. It used to be you know you would talk to the guys before the game. There'd be a certain time. So way back when it was we would they'd come in. You would show them video on the power play, and then after warm up you might show them or after the the talk from Kevin or whatever or George you would show them video about the penalty kill. You would do that sometimes in the morning, sometimes in the evening. But you'd set a routine um, with. With the addresses before the game, sometimes you go in and just remind the guys um, what you want to see from them. There's not those those not those um, rah rah coach speech speeches that you see in the movies, and that that doesn't happen very often. After the game, it really depends on the coach. A lot of coaches will just leave them alone. A lot of coaches just that's that's we're done. It's their time. We'll talk to them tomorrow. Some of them have a tw- you know a 12 hour rule. We don't. We don't even look at the game or talk about the game for 12 hours. Um, it really depends on the coach. Very rarely after a game, where you see a coach come in and tear guys a new one, if they didn't play, if they didn't play well, perform. Very rarely. That's when you're frustrated. That's when. That's when they've just completely um, underperformed in every aspect of the game, mostly in effort and discipline. So doesn't really happen that often most of the, most of the conversations are done through video most of the conversations are done with teaching and and and, um, and getting back and forth with guys and, and and getting them all on the same page a lot of individual work and it's something you talked about yesterday with david quinn that's when you delegate to your your assistants and you'll, you'll sit and you'll watch video they'll watch video early this morning and then they'll look at some guys that they want to talk to and david will say okay ryan you got so-and-so who you want and in each each Assistant coach I'll take so-and-so, I'll take so-and-so, I'll take so-and-so. So So that's when you delegate to your assistants.
0: For tonight's game against Chicago, there will be a couple of lineup changes, no doubt, because of back-to-back games. But uh, another emotional night because a good friend of ours and a good friend of the world of hockey, Doug Wilson, is going to be honored. His uh, name is going to be put up to the rafters, and it's going to be a very special and emotional evening. I can tell you that uh, it's going to be great for everybody to reflect on the amazing job that he did and continues to be a major part of the game of hockey when the sharks win their first stanley cup and that's going to happen someday doug wilson's fingerprints will be on it because of what he established here
1: yeah doug uh... you know our assistant coach when doug came in as a as our captain we traded for him from chicago um, he uh... nineteen years as a general manager if you look at the big picture of doug's work um, it's really quite phenomenal uh, Uh, really the success that the sharks had of being a playoff team and being a contender for so many years in a row is something that spoiled us for for a long time and that's and it's also good because it has set the bar here in san jose is this is what we and the fans expect this is what you want from your team a team that's always going to be in the hunt and this is what the sharks are trying to rebuild to now but doug's legacy here is uh, undeniably one of um, a terrific job as a general manager. He he brought a culture in, uh, brought brought in some of the best players in the world, and uh, and changed his organization. It was it was good when Dean left, Dean Lombardi. Um, it became great when Doug took over after that, and now they're trying to get back to great with Mike Gru.
0: And that's the story here tonight. Sharks playing the Chicago Blackhawks. Stay tuned for the Teal Report a little bit later this afternoon. We'll have more information about what's going on with the hockey club. And, of course, our broadcast time is 6.30 with our Sharks warm-up show. Scott Hannon will join me on the broadcast. Drew's going to head over to the TV side for a night, and we'll have a big game between the Sharks and the Chicago Blackhawks. Until then, that's it for the Sharks Morning Skate today. You've been listening to the Sharks Morning Skate.